Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson, and I'm here to dish out practical advice through experience to help you elevate your business and your life. I'm the owner and CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services here in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to be covering a variety of topics in real estate, and you'll also be hearing from expert leaders in the personal development and entrepreneurship communities. So pull up a seat because we're about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Hey, everybody. I'm excited for you to meet my dear friend, Lori Oswald. Lori and I have gotten to know each other through the Nashville chapter of the Women's Presidents Organization. She is the CEO of Intera Works and co-founder of the Best Year Yet Foundation. Her companies guide and coach corporations and businesses on strategy, goals, and accountability. Her firms deliver systems and programs that empower diverse leaders at all levels to increase their performance, thrive, and bring their whole selves to work. And I can tell you, I've had the opportunity to work with them, and they are awesome. But she's here to talk about disruptions and what that does personally and professionally to us as leaders and in our careers. Check out the show notes on how cool this lady is and check out her website at interaworks.com. Let's jump in, Lori. So Lori, give a little brief introduction of yourself and your company. Yeah, well, I'm thrilled to be here as well. So thank you both. Um, I spent about 20 years in the corporate world. That was my first chapter in my professional life and then moved into the people development space. I have a, a passion for people and potential and learning. Grew up in a household with parents who were educators and education was a big value in my family. So for the last 14 years, I've been in what people refer to as the learning and development field. And our company, Interaworks, works with some of the biggest companies in the world to help elevate the human experience for their professionals and leaders inside of those organizations and to increase performance and balance and engagement and joy in the client organizations we work in. So that's what we do. We've been doing it for a while and TerraWorks is growing and sort of came together via the ideas of a couple of us about four or five years ago. And so far, so good. Laurie is one of the most amazing entrepreneurial women. We could probably do about three shows, Laurie, with your knowledge and just the way you do things. But when we were talking a few weeks ago, we were talking primarily about disruption. And that's what made me think what a great topic to talk about on this podcast, because disruption is everywhere. And even more so, I feel like today, after the pandemic and during the pandemic, than we've ever seen in our lives. And on this show today, we'll focus on a disruption that you've personally experienced that we'll get into here in a minute. Whenever we talk about a topic, I always like to Google the topic also and just see, okay, what does Google say about this? Not that the that the Google's the almighty. In fact, I actually want to write a song called God or Google because, you know, <laughs> when you think you should be praying about something and you're telling your friends you should be praying about it and then it shows up in Google and it's like, oh my God, did God answer my prayer or did Google? <laughs> I think it's God's hand on Google. But anyways, what Google said was that disruption is a disturbance or problems which interrupt an event, activity, or process. That was the first definition. The second definition is radical change to an existing industry or market due to technological innovation. 
And I find that so fascinating that that's now the true definition in, I guess, Webster's on disruption. But because we are an entrepreneurial show and a real estate show, I'm going to focus more on the real estate piece of it and the disruptions you faced in 2019 and 2020. Yeah. Thank you, Christy. I I love those definitions and you're right. Certainly there's been no year in recent history where we've seen the level of disruption on a global scale and in terms of business. And as I was reflecting on my own journey this past year, some of the words that, that I came up with were altering what I know and what I expect and what I'm comfortable with. I've worked to give a space for the personal disruption that me and my family lived into, even though there was certainly bigger disruption and bigger problems and people that had more trying journeys than we did. But long story short, we live here in Nashville, Tennessee. We also have a home in Florida. And early in the pandemic, we made the decision to, for a variety of reasons, family reasons, being proactive, to move out of our Tennessee home and put our things in storage. So our lifelong belongings of many, many decades and spend much of last year in our Florida home. We initially thought that would be brief, maybe six months, and we'd be buying a place in Nashville again. And due to the pandemic, that got extended. And then our home was hit by a hurricane in September, uh, did quite a bit of damage. And we didn't realize how extensive it was at first, but a few weeks into the cleanup process, realized that we needed a lot of reconstruction done and needed to move out. So, you know, that home has been in my family for 25 years, and we put all of those things in storage, thinking we would be moving out for a couple of months. So here we went from where we were in the spring to now all of our things are packed away. And then due to the situation in the panhandle of Florida, very few places available, extensive damage, we lived in three different temporary homes over the span of eight months um, with a couple of suitcases of clothes and some office files and some food. And that was it, you know, while trying to navigate that situation and a college student who was trying to go to school online and business and the world and several significant losses. So it was interesting to experience all the things that we were all experiencing and have no footing or foundation personally in terms of our space. And we, you know, we were fortunate we could afford to find and and live in temporary spaces that were fine. So I'm very grateful for all of our blessings. And it was a bit, it was a bit of a challenge. So you say, and I never really thought about this, you had no foundation. Home is security. Home is where you take refuge. Home is where you find your peace. So for you guys, it was not even no home, but forget about everything being destroyed on top of that. How did you find your resiliency through that? You know, as the saying goes, one step at a time, you know, you're right. Home is our, often our identity, not always, but often, you know, sense of security and place and, and all of your things, whatever they are, sort of are this visual representation of your existence over time, right? So all of that's gone in the middle of dealing with everything we were dealing with. It was disorienting. So first thing I would say is, you know, find the things that orient you, which primarily for us and for me was our relationships, right? Our relationships create a sense of stability, literally one day at a time, focusing on blessings, be okay with not being okay and sharing that. I think for me, sticking with routines, which we hear a lot, but those are those touchstones 
you know, recognizing the, the bigger picture sort of of what's going on and resourcing things that are, you know, things we can count on nature. Nature is always changing, but nature is a great right. touchstone for that. So being okay with being okay or being okay with not being okay, I guess, mm-hmm. is what that is. I mean, with your family, what would y'all do to get a sense of home and normalcy? Yeah, no, we did. Our youngest daughter was living with us at the time. So she experienced all of this as a freshman in college. So we joke with her now that, you know, her first year she had her parents as roommates and she was incredibly resilient herself with going to online school and, you know, hopping from one place to another and trying to keep that going consistently. But we really tried to keep things simple and engage in the things that we enjoy together constantly checking in with each other, but we were also separated from the rest of our extended family and our other two children due to COVID. So of course, connecting as much as possible online and talking about what's hard, keeping each other informed about next steps, because much of the journey was an unknown. You know, what's going to happen next? How long can we stay here? What's happening with construction, you know, in the middle of everything that was changing in terms of, of the world and our communities? What experiences could you share with those listening? If if your life is so disrupted by nature or something completely out of your control, and heck, the pandemic is probably the major disruption that everyone can relate to, but having your house ripped away, your home ripped away from you. Yeah, I guess any experiences you could share to help others who may have gone through or will go through something like that. Christy, the first thing I would say is know that it's disorienting and feeling a sense of malaise or fatigue or confusion is really normal and probably will go on for a while. So I think expecting, just like anything, right, that sets us back, expecting those challenges and those feelings, you know, chaos and disruption is an opportunity for us to learn, even during the the hard days or the hard weeks you know, just stop and sort of take that step back that you see years down the road. But in the moment, if you could say, what is, what, what are the gifts here? What's the learning here? How can I apply this to other parts of my life? How could I help others? And helping others, you know, being of service as human beings and as leaders and as professionals, you know, the best way to get out of our own way is to help someone else. So look for the helpers, ask for help and be a helper. Uh, just huge resource. The other thing is, is sort of, I got even more present with the impermanence of everything. Like things are always changing, but to pause and to try to respond and not react. You said something that really kind of stood out to me and it said, altering what I know and expect on a daily basis. Sounds really simple, but it's a really, that's a really hard thing to do. I mean, this your story is one one part of disruption that I think a lot of people have experienced. And then I experienced disruption with an unexpected divorce and having to move, you know, pretty unexpectedly. Yeah. When I reached out to Christy uh, many years ago and I said, look, you know, I, I need to find a home for myself and my children. And so the altering what I know and expect on a daily basis, I mean, that just really struck me where it, it's a simple thing to think about, but it's, it's really, that's a really tough thing to do. Yeah. And I think disruption forces us into that, right? Our, 
Mm-hmm. What we think our experience is going to be or what it's typically been, it's all of a sudden really, really different. And yet at the same time, we we haven't changed, right? We're still who we are. You know, we're so incredibly strong and have this incredible ability to bounce back and to heal and to move forward. In the moment, it's just, you know, it's tough. Yeah. You see your resilience come out. Right. How resilient are you? Yeah. And the touchstones that you mentioned too, those are so vital. Mm -hmm. I think we can come up with those, you know, throughout our life that don't have anything to do with, with where we are, like you've said, nature and just different parts of your life that you can go back to and create those habits, daily habits and traditions to carry you forward. Right. I'm proud to be on the Founders Advisory Board of Studio Bank. Let me tell you a little bit about them. Studio Bank is passionate about what their members create, and they're here to support you through the process. They provide capital and services to build businesses. They offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time homebuyer or purchasing your fifth home. They work with artists to reach their audiences. They help nonprofits transform the community. And often the most important work they do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. They're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 1761767. So when the when Hurricane Sally hit you guys, because it was Sally, right? Yep. Last last year, last fall, last September, and wrecked your house, your cars, everything. When it came to next steps, clearly, I guess you had to move out of the house and then you had to get insurance involved. What was that process like? Yeah, well, I I tend to take pretty quick action. So, you know, there's a lot that happens in that those first couple of days or that first week, right? You have the first couple of days is really just triage. So triaging, you've got water and mud and, you know, things are ruined and piled up everywhere and you're just sort of trying to do, you know, figure out the big things. And mostly we were just a community that all came out. Our neighborhood was really heavily hit. So it was really about helping each other make sure that we were out of danger and that anything major was taken care of. Then I pretty quickly called all the insurance companies, so car and wind and flood and you know, all the different people involved. So act quickly, don't wait, because then you get at the front of the line. So when you have a major disaster in an area, all the insurance companies are incredibly overtaxed. So it's first come, first serve. They send in adjusters, but, you know, just get on, just pause, get on the phone, you know, get your claim going. So did you do that with the claims department or with your insurance agent individually? Uh, some, some of each, it depends on the type of insurance. Okay. The home, the two homeowners insurance companies, um, you, you could do it online or call their general number. And some of the experiences, you know, were easy and, and quick. Uh, I will say that our experience with the major insurer that's insuring all the damages is very slow. You know, we're, we're going to be approaching the one year mark and we're not even close to having that resolved. So I would tell listeners to be patient, you know, be really patient, act, document everything, document every conversation, every call, every vendor you work with, every repair you make, 
pictures, videos, document dates and times and everything that happened because you'll be asked about all of that when you have a major claim. And then also, you know, remember, you know, they're dealing with just, you know, a massive event and the end result may not be exactly what you want or may not be fair, but hopefully it will be good enough. Right. That's the attitude we're taking. Yeah. So where, where is it now? What's the status of it now? Uh, Well, fortunately we have a good team and the home is being rebuilt. It's probably about a little over halfway there. So we're hoping to, you know, maybe get it put back together by the end of the year. Yeah. And that's another thing to be patient about, you know, resources and materials are in short supply already. And then when you have a major event, it just draws, you know, so much demand that you just get your name on lists and just wait. So, I mean, clearly everyone can hear your voice of what a Zen human you are and that why, why I love Laurie so much. How did you keep your patience through all the madness or was it not difficult just because your personality is, is just so methodical and we've got to get to point A to get to point B to get to point C? Oh, goodness. Yeah, I, I think I, know. I was born with this bright, calm being or voice, but, you know, there were tears, there was yelling, there was frustration, um, such loss. You know, this was a family home. My mother died early in her life. And so this home, to me, this home was her. And I was mm. devastated. Wow. Devastated emotionally because it was exactly the same as it was, you know, 25 years ago. And, you know, it was just really draining, but we, you know, we laughed a lot, got together with neighbors, commiserated, you know, talked about the situation we were in. And so would you say that was the best thing about the disruption is getting together with the neighbors and, and finding a common bond there? Yeah. It's your sharing, right. This experience all together, um, particularly early on as it, as it progresses, you know, everybody's just trying to take care of their own situation individually, but Right. Well, circling back around too about what you were saying about the insurance and documenting and taking video and and phone uh, notating phone calls and everything. Heather had an experience with some clients on a situation where they had not closed out a claim or they had not called their in- the claim had been satisfied. That person had not called the insurance company to let them know it had been taken care of. Right. Right. And, and just it, not completed the full cycle. Right. Um, you know, which in their mind they had, but they had not. And it really kind of came back on them um, and they had to kind of do some some further proving. So um, just hearing you say that and all the things that you did, I think can be a big help to a lot of people just to realize the level to which you have to go through. And then close the loop mm-hmm. when it's all said and done with your insurance company. Right, right. Now, are you still documenting and sending things as things are progressing? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Still, wow. still in touch with their process, um, which seems to be very common. So I don't know many people in that area of the country that have had things resolved from that storm or other storms. I mean, I had no idea the length of time it would take and how complex it would be and what would be involved. Right. And especially what you said with supply chain being completely disrupted, mm-hmm. building materials being astronomically expensive and hard to acquire. I mean, this one's been a, a tough one on so many levels. 
Yeah, and, we're, and we're, you know, we we were able to start the ball rolling on repairs and get a loan to help us do that. But but many, perhaps most people can't, and and they're relying solely on the insurance proceeds. And you know, our contractor says there's it's a year later, people are living in conditions that that really aren't safe or healthy. Mm-hmm. So it's really. to know what to do when. So insurance companies hold you responsible for protecting your property from further damage. So if you wait and you don't cover a hole in a roof or you don't uh, take action to prevent mold from developing, then you could be liable. But yet you don't want to take too much action before they come and assess what's going on. So the best thing I can say is, you know, ask for input, ask for advice, protect, you know, you're not going to go wrong if you take action to protect your own property. But right. in, in my observation and my experience, having never gone through this, if you wait and you don't take action, that's, that's not good. Did you grow from this at all? Was there any, anything you can pinpoint that, well, because of this happened, something really good grew out of that? I mean, do you feel like there was any growth from it? I feel like there's growth from, you know, every moment of every day. I mean, we of are course you do. Beings. I love it. We, yeah. are, we are always <laughs> learning. We are always yes. trying to figure it out. There's yes. always stuff, positive things to take. So as a leader, it, recognizing that when your colleagues or your team or any individual in your organization goes through something major, just how distracting and taxing it is. So just compassion for that as a human being, compassion for that as a leader. And you also... Anything new that we experience gives us a bigger view of the world. So yes, we had our own path. It was tough. I wouldn't necessarily want to do it again tomorrow, but it's nothing compared to, you know, what millions of people in the world deal with uh, all these issues. And, you know, there's nothing like, right, that firsthand experience to expand your view and help you be more informed, more compassionate, more aware Yeah. I think the awareness and the compassion piece are so huge. And it's so easy for all of us just to get caught up in our own world and somebody does something and you think, what's wrong with that person? And you really have to back it up and say, oh my gosh, I bet that person is going through something. I wonder what they're going through. And maybe say a little prayer for that person. I mean, compassion, a nice smile, it just means so much. And it feels like a lot of people are in bad moods lately and trying to understand where they're coming from is, is important. Very, very wise words. I was thinking of you this morning. I, I have this book that I sometimes grab that has a you know beautiful picture and a quote for every day. And August, the theme of August is actually home, which I thought was ironic. Oh. And today's quote was, no one realizes how beautiful it is to travel until they come home and rest their head on their old familiar pillow. Oh, I love that. Yeah, You're that's right. A that's good so one. me. I, I love to go. And then nothing makes me happier than <laughs> flying into Nashville, looking at all of our trees. You see Percy Priest Lake on one side, old Hickory on the other side at Cumberland. You're like, oh, I'm here. Yeah. And much of our town, our world, people don't have familiar pillows. That's true. Something that is true. Keep working toward so the experience in Florida brought you back to Nashville. It did. 
Happily, so, yes. We yay. came back a couple of months ago. We're thrilled to be back and support Nashville as it comes back to life and heals and grows from its experience over the last year and a half, which I know you know has not been easy. Yeah, yeah. There, there's been a lot of moving parts, that is for sure. So have you all gotten all settled? We're getting there. You know, yeah. trying to put two houses together is a little daunting. And <laughs> I like to have things together quickly, but I'm trying a whole new ball game, which is just, you know, a little bit at a time. It'll all come together when it does and not be so anxious to. That's right. Because, you know, a move in and of itself is disruption. When you just do the normal, what Heather and I do, the normal sell a house, mm-hmm. buy a house. I mean, if you want to have a disruption in your life, it is that at yes. every level. But when your house is destroyed and you're moving, I mean, it's just... It's just, uh, it feels a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. a, a bigger type disruption. So having home now, I mean, do you feel any different after going through that experience, Laurie, of being home and, and your foundation back? Yeah. I mean, I will say what's really fun is opening boxes of things you haven't seen in over a year. That's, yeah. you know, I would <laughs> highly Christmas. recommend everybody try that. Put everything in boxes, put it away for a year and then open it up again. That's a fun experience. You know, there's a phrase that we sometimes use in our work having high involvement, but low attachment. I definitely feel myself appreciating this new home in Nashville, appreciating the vision of of what the Florida home will be, but being less attached to it, if that makes sense. Because I know that we can be okay and I'm okay anywhere. I was, you know, for the most part, really content with a suitcase full of clothes and a box full of files and some bins of food and Immense gratitude, less attachment. That's interesting. The less attachment. I've, I've never gotten that answer from someone, mm-hmm. and that's a, a really good one. So any final takeaways on your experience, Laurie, that you would like to share? And I'd love to have you back and talk about disruption in the marketplace or in the work world because of what you do in helping companies and individuals become the best version of themselves and how you have to disrupt yourself to get there you know, but, um, that's another show for another day. Back to you. Any takeaways from? <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's sort of common to both, which we've all been forced to do is I read this phrase yesterday and it was embrace constraints. Disruption has forced us all into a certain level of chaos and, and loss and having, having to reconfigure and make it work and respond to react right to all of, all of that, all of that change, all of that disruption. But it's another level to really embrace the constraints. We have constraints all the time. And most of the time we grumble about them or we complain or we try to work around them or come up with an alternate path, whatever it is. But embracing the constraints, that's that's quite a game. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I'm going to have to noodle on that one a little bit mm-hmm. too. That's awesome. Well, I cannot thank you enough for joining us today Your insights were wonderful and I know very helpful to not only our audience, but to me. Yeah, me as well. Very blessed not to have to go through anything like that um, and understanding the criticalness of documentation of everything, how important that is. And so glad you and your family are back in Nashville, safe and sound and leading the good life. Thank you both. Christy, you are the best. Heather, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for the opportunity. Love the conversation. And thanks for giving me a space to share. That's really 
honoring and cool and keep doing what you're doing. The world needs as many people as possible doing just that. Well, we look forward to having you back very, very soon, Laurie. Bye, girls. Okay, bye. Have a great day. The Wilson Group Real Estate Services is one of Nashville's top premier boutique real estate firms. We specialize in working with buyers and sellers for housing, investment, and commercial needs, as well as offering a full-service property management division for your investments. Check out our website today at wilsongrouprealestate.com. Hey, if you're loving the show, we would be delighted to hear from you. Be sure to go over to your podcast app, scroll down to where it says ratings and reviews, and tell us your thoughts. Your words might just be what the next person needs to tune in and move up in their life.